My name is Mark Beattie, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. I'd like to highlight some of the content from the October edition of the journal. The first article relates to UK child survival in a European context. Child mortality in the UK has decreased over the past 40 years. Although UK child mortality trends and excess death figures compare unfavourably with many European countries. In this issue, Wolf and colleagues, in a leading article, discuss this in detail. Trends in mortality, potential reasons for the excess child and adolescent mortality in the UK, and what can be done to strengthen conditions for children in Britain to survive and thrive. UK mortality is compared with EU 15 plus countries. These countries are the 15 member states of the European Union in 2004, together with Australia, Norway and Canada. Figures 1 and 2 show data that falls in UK mortality over time have been less impressive than in these other countries. The reasons for this difference are complex and the authors discuss different potential factors, including poverty and social inequality, and deaths that are preventable through healthcare systems, policy and healthcare practice. There are around 5,000 deaths per year, 60% in infancy, 18% in adolescence. If we want to improve on this, and we want to impact on our international ranking, government, society, public health and healthcare need to work together to improve the health and well-being of our children and young people. The authors recommend an independent UK countdown collaboration should be established across disciplines and institutions, providing a bridge between the technical and the political, identifying gaps in knowledge and practice, reporting annually on progress and proposing new actions to promote child survival. The second paper on the same theme relates to why do young children die in the UK, a comparison with Sweden. The UK has a higher child mortality rate than Sweden. In this issue, Tambay and colleagues compare the causes of death in children aged less than five. Overall mortality rates were 614 per 100,000 in the UK, compared with 328 per 100,000 in Sweden. The three main causes of death were prematurity, congenital malformations and infections. Mortality rates across these and all other conditions were striking, with excess mortality in the UK, 138.5, 112.1, 63.9 versus 10.1, 88.6 and 34.8. Treatable infections had a significantly higher mortality in the UK than Sweden. The gap is striking and as a priority we need to explore the etiology and factors that might impact on it. The third paper that I'd like to highlight this month relates to sudden unexpected death in infancy. It's a review by Fleming and colleagues an authoritative and helpful update. Despite the fall in numbers, sudden unexpected death in infancy remains one of the commonest causes of death outside the neonatal period. The terminology is difficult. There is a progressive reluctance to use the term sudden infant death syndrome. 
the paper reviews the recent epidemiology and etiology, current hypotheses regarding pathophysiology, different interventions that have been adopted, and new approaches that offer the possibility of prevention in the future. The triple risk hypothesis is discussed, whereby unexpected deaths might arise as a consequence of the combination of three factors coming together. A vulnerable infant, a vulnerable phase of development, and a final insult occurring in this window of vulnerability. Reducing risk is discussed by considering infants at increased risk and interventions that might impact. The dramatic fall in SIDS that followed the Back to Sleep campaign in the UK and subsequently in many other countries reflects the effectiveness of avoiding the prone sleeping position. The issue of co-sleeping, which is a risk factor, which is more complex, is discussed in the paper, with the recommendation that a safe sleeping and night feeding arrangement is encouraged. Excess alcohol, drugs and cigarette smoking are discussed. The real challenge is to identify and target vulnerable infants with realistic interventions which will be acceptable and therefore will be implemented. The final paper I'd like to consider this month relates to the voices of children and young people in health. So to quote a Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health Youth Advisory panel member, make decisions about us, with us, let us have our say. This is a leading article written by Weil and colleagues which explores the rights of children and young people to participate in decisions about their health care and the benefits of doing so by reflecting on progress in the last 25 years, identifying ongoing areas of concern and calling for a change of culture through innovation and training. It's an important article to read and reflect on with respect to your own practice. The authors discuss different national and international initiatives, including Article 12 of the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, published in 1989, which states the views of the child should be given due weight in accordance with the age and maturity of the child. And Article 24, Section 2E, which is to ensure that all segments of society in particular parents and children, are informed, have access to education and are supported in the use of basic knowledge of child health and nutrition, the advantages of breastfeeding, hygiene and environmental sanitation and the prevention of accidents. The authors discuss progress in the UK, the National Service Framework, the Children Commissioner for England, the 2010 White Paper and the Chief Medical Officer Report in 2012. Four positive concrete steps are proposed. Greater dissemination of guidance and examples of good practice. Greater evaluation of the participatory process. Appropriate training and procedures to support participation and increased involvement of children and young people in improving their own health. I'm Mark Beattie, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please refer to the journal website for the full content. Thanks for listening. Music